1: Yo, the great running back legend, Lee Beck, that joins us right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. And the last time you joined us, you were talking about how competitive we – we're talking about competitors and being competitive. How competitive is it amongst no-name players when it comes to the links?
2: Wow. Uh, it is crazy competitive. You know, nobody wants to lose. Everybody wants to outdrive the next person. And all that generally happens is you try to hit the ball too hard, and it goes way over and two fairways away. So it's the person that stays the calmest that always comes out on top, which never is me, of course.
1: (laughs) So what's in your bag? We've been asking all the guys, what's in their bag? What are you playing with? What's your driver? What are your irons?
2: Uh, my irons are, um, Titleist, uh, I got a King Cobra driver, King um, Cobra. yeah, um, you know, you got, you got to get the best clubs when you don't have the best game, right?
1: Facts. I told Malik, cause you know, Malik is really just getting started and I told him, I said, man, you have to be careful cause these clubs are like cars, man. You'll walk into a golf store and they look shiny and brand mm-hmm. new and pretty And all of a sudden you just want to trade in what you got to get a whole new set.
2: It's crazy. It's like a phone. You're constantly upgrading or they're constantly trying to make you upgrade. You walk into the pro shop, they're immediately like, oh, you need to try this. Oh, you need to try that. It's going to add 20 yards to your drive. Of course I want to add 20
3: yards to my drive. Of course I want to do that. That's going to be $600. Thanks. Another six, yeah, just for that 20 extra, I'm telling you. Right. But it matters.
2: It matters. It totally
3: matters.
1: So the vibe around, you know, I was there last week with Malik and some of the former players. Just talk about, you know, the vibe amongst the players now with Marcus Freeman being there and coming back. And Tom Carter, I know he had an event on Friday night and how successful he's been in business, one of your former teammates. Just talk about what it's been like under Marcus Freeman for the former players.
2: Man, it's, uh, it's been amazing. You know, for years, it, it kind of felt like um, we lost that family feel with the university. And mm. one of the things that Marcus is embracing, he's embracing what Notre Dame is about, the history of Notre Dame. He, you know, granted, he didn't go here, but he has taken the time to learn and to indoctrinate himself into what we're all about. You know, when I talk to, you know, I talk to a lot of former players and, you know, I come back a lot, you know. Um, But there's people that I saw that I hadn't seen in 30 years because wow. they didn't feel welcomed back. And now it's just a different world. Um, you feel welcome. You want to come back. And I think, you know, he he's brought a, a new sense of energy, not only to the program, but to former players to come back. To watch, to cheer, to mentor the current players—he um, wants that, and it's—it's it's a breath of fresh air for all of us.
3: Yeah, hopefully, yeah. some sideline passes added to that as well.
2: Hey, it, it's all about the perks, right?
3: But I'm telling you, it was the toughest to get tickets. That's what is—you know—the hardest to feel like you're more welcome back is when you actually do want to come back. And you don't even know who to call to get the tickets. You and then you call to get the tickets, and they act like, you know, you 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 some tourist and hey, you ain't never been there before. So, you know, it's definitely you feel like with Marcus Freeman being there, you can just call him. <laughs> you know hit it,
2: up Marcus Freeman. <laughs> it it's been a long time since we've had a head coach that has that true open door policy that really wants to engage with you, have a conversation with you. Um, and it's it's such
4: So
1: once again, Lee Becton joins us. And along with Lee Beckton and Malik Zaire, look, Exclusive Global Tours, they have some great packages, man. August 21st through the 27th over in Ireland. Even if you're a non-golfer, they have packages for you. So go to Exclusive Global Tours, exclusive underscore tours on social media. They have all the information you need, ExclusiveGlobalTours.com. Check them out three linked courses throughout that week. Great times. You'll be able to rub shoulders with the legends of Notre Dame football, like Lee back and like Malik Zayed. Once again, ExclusiveGlobalTours.com for all of your packages. It should be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. And one of the things I always look forward to was watching you do the stanky leg each and every Saturday. <laughs> That's right. I don't think people understand your running style, like where where did it come from? Was it just natural? Did it
2: like was that from you just being in the backyard or the neighborhood park? It it literally came from the backyard. Um I grew up, you know, I had a large extended family. You know, my mom had eleven brothers and sisters, and of course they all got you know, three and four kids, and we all lived right around each other. So every day you're out of the house by 8 a.m. and there's either football, softball, basketball, something was going on. And all of my cousins were athletic, so I didn't like getting hit. I didn't like getting touched, none of that stuff. And so that's where it all came from. It's playing that backyard stuff where it ain't two-hand tag, you're getting hit. And you're getting yeah. taken to the ground.
3: That's right. <laughs> Yo. That's man,
1: you know what they call throw it up? Was that the game? We uh uh
2: well we called it uh kill the man with the ball,
1: kill the man with
2: the yeah. ball.
3: That's, 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 it. that's definitely what it was called. I mean that I think that's what really got uh that, that it factor when you when you get into football, because it was a lot of your first experience of flying bullets in a sense where it's not organized. (laughs) Uh, But now, you know, the game of football has changed so much, even with recruiting. Um, What do you think about the state? I mean, do you think recruiting would be easy for you these days or how would you navigate through all of this? Would you try to chase the bag and get the NIL deal?
2: You know, um, it's hard to say, you know, because I made my decision. Uh, to come to Notre Dame for a couple different reasons. One, the educational piece. Um, that was the number one thing. Um, and then, you know, it's, you get the opportunity to be on a national stage. If I was in this position now, uh, I would hope that I would still make that kind of decision because at the end of the day, you're going to hang up those cleats at some point in time. And if you don't have something or behind you to carry you forward, um then then what is it all for? Now, is the money enticing? Absolutely. Um but there's an old saying back in North Carolina, all money ain't good money. So I, I think I still would have ended up at Notre Dame. Um I I think that recruiting is getting out of hand. I think they and this is just my opinion, I think they've lost sight of what it means to be a student athlete Um, because nowadays they're almost employees, if not really employees. Um, So, you know, it's going to be hard for them to try to rein that back. Um, I think it's just going to keep moving forward. And yeah, people are making really good money to come (laughs) to college. But at the same token, I think, people will stay around longer um because they are making money they are able to provide for their families so you know there's good and bad with it with it all but i i wouldn't have chased the money i would have wanted some money but i wouldn't have chased it to where i'm going to the highest bidder
3: so but lee but lee you, was, you know you was that man you that deal now you 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 definitely saw value in your in your ability that had to be You know, a little handshake or something. I mean, you you can't just be (laughs) holding this rock for the free ski. No, I no, it's you know,
2: I I loved the game and still do. Um, but what I loved most about the game was the people in the locker room. You know, building that camaraderie and developing that brotherhood, there's for me, there's no value that you can put on that. Don't get me wrong. I still would have wanted some money. I still want to carry the ball to and get paid. Um, but it wouldn't have been all about, oh, I'm going to pay you more than somebody else. So you come here. Well, if it's not the right fit, the right culture and all of that, only thing that's going to happen, you're going to come there make a little money and then you're going to leave. Which is what we're seeing now. Kids what we are see, transferring yeah, exactly what we see in- four times in five years. Like, it blows my mind. Yeah. Ladies
1: and gentlemen, once again, former Notre Dame running back and legend, back then right here with us on the Lucky Lefty podcast. Now, back in the day when we played in the streets, we would have something called artificial quarterback, right? Somebody that quarterback for both teams. Which part of your golf game, if you could have somebody come up and hit for you would it be off the tee from the fairway or on the green? It, you get somebody to come up and work. Definitely
2: with. from the fairway. That second okay. shot gives me nightmares. <laughs> I, I'll get you off the tee pretty well, but that second shot, man, um, that's where I struggle. So that's the part of the game. I, I started telling myself, Lee, just go start playing some part threes, you know, so you can work on your iron shots. Well, that doesn't work because I'm 10 off with them. You right. Know, I, I need to just go and work on nothing but iron shots.
1: You need to find yourself a course. You know, one of my buds, he stayed right on the golf course. And so it was just one hole right behind his uh house. And I would just go play the from the fairway and then sneak back. I would hit balls from the fairway. Cause you know, it was one of those courses that after like four or five o'clock, a lot of people didn't play. Yep. And I would just hit balls from the fairway. And then pack up and go back inside and, and chill with him. So I don't know if it's a course that <laughs> you can do that at locally where you're at.
2: It sounds like your game is uh going on pretty strong then. I mean you got man. a lot of practice. <laughs> man. Yo, this cool. is How, how's this, your this, game going?
1: We're talking about 15 years ago. So I'm trying to get my game to come back to where it was, Lee.
3: That's right. That's right. Cause I man, I,
1: I my 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 game is like that old uh car that your grandfather gave to you. But now you have to fix it up. <laughs> that's, right. that, that's my now. I'm trying to fix it up. I'm trying to get new parts and put everything together. I put on weights so on my swing and my turn is not the same. So I'm trying to get it together.
2: <laughs> hey, it's it's a great game that you can play for a long time. Absolutely, it, it is by far the most challenging game I've ever played because um, it, you know. It, The the physical aspect, but then it's that mental aspect of it when you miss a three-foot putt and you're like, man, I hit it on my line. Why didn't it go in? And, yeah, it's, it's a tough game. Yeah, yeah,
1: it will humble you. So I have to ask you about your greatest moment. We've been asking everyone, whether it's on the field, off the field, man, what is the greatest
2: moment you've ever had at Notre Dame? Well, uh, of course, uh, I, I'm going to give you both. O- off the field, it had to be graduation day. Um, mm. You know, I was the first in my family to go to college and the first to ever graduate, and that includes my extended family. So that was just a, you know, a, a feeling of pride for me. And then everyone after me went to college. So that was nice. that was probably the greatest moment. Um, on the field... It had to be, um, a lot of people would think it would be the Florida State game, but actually it was the USC game. And the reason, you know, I'm from a small town in North Carolina and my my mom, my high school coaches, bunch of friends, that was their first game that they came to. And on like the second or third play, I had like a 70-yard touchdown run. Um, so... That that was my greatest moment at Notre Dame.
3: That's dope. Whew. That's the so Your
1: last game was what was your last game that cotton bowl against AM?
2: No. Um the my last game, oh, that it was a rough one. It was a uh, the Fiesta Bowl against Colorado. Oh they had
1: Cordell they Stewart Richard, and Richard, um, um, Yeah.
2: Yeah, they had uh, Cordell Stewart and Westbrook, it was like they were out there just running a track meet.
3: <laughs> the boys is nice. They, yeah, they're
2: nice. That, they're nice. That, that was a that was a really good team.
1: So for you, we know you played in what was called the great the game of the century at that at that time in 1993 against Florida State. When you guys get together. We know the unfortunate loss to Boston College. What's the overall feeling for you when you look at that moment? Like winning, the, the jubilation of being Florida State, Boston College kicking the last second field goal, and then watching two other teams that you were probably better than play for the national championship. When you look back at that entire mix of what happened that year at the end of 1993, you know what do you come away with that
2: well it's it, it i come away with a lot of frustration um you know at the end of that Texas A&M game at worst we felt like they would do what they did in 89 and have mm. co-champions which they were doing that often um back then um you know but it's it's the frustration, the Other part of the frustration comes out from how could voters not look and see what we did on the field and and base your vote on what we did on the field, how we carried ourselves the entire season. Yes, we took an L against Boston College. um, But if you really look at the game, they were beating us. And we came back with eight minutes left in the game.
1: That comeback was incredible.
2: We're down 21 with eight minutes left, and with a minute left, we're up. (laughs) That shows, you know, the character and the determination and the grit of our team, and it really sucks. I mean, we still feel like, you know, I put it like this. If we would have played Florida State again, we would have beat them again. Mm, Talk that talk. Talk that talk. For sure. I like
1: that. Talk that talk. Like, we'll beat you worse the next time. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. We
2: we we would have uh yeah. I mean it wouldn't have what they did, what adjustments they made from watching the film, didn't matter.
3: Because we're just gonna
2: sense. we're just gonna run right at you, just like we did the first game. No adjustments can stop stop that. That's right.
3: Because you gotta want to stackle somebody running at you
2: exactly now, i've talked to
1: jeff burris i've talked to other guys on that team what made mac and the season he had so special at the quarterback position like from week one he just continued to ascend and play better and better culminating in that cotton Bowl against A&M. what made his season and who he was as a as a leader and as a senior so special
2: you know, it, 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 the thing about Kevin was he never got rattled. He never got too excited. He just stayed within himself, stayed within his abilities, and he knew we all had his back. I mean, if you really think about it, you got a guy that was highly touted, you know, coming out of high school. He gets to Notre Dame, and, you know, he's back up for years and years. Most guys would have just left, but he stuck around even when they brought in Ron Paulus, who was basically told he was going to start that season. Kevin never wavered on his work ethic. He never wavered on how he prepared. Um, And that's what everybody was drawn to. You know, he just, he was that steady influence and when you see a guy that's willing to stay around work hard continue to do all the necessary things to be successful you know you kind of ride around that person um you know and you want to emulate him so that's that's what made him have such a great season is he just stayed the course and stayed determined and didn't let all the negativity get to him
1: man my still my favorite well let me let my my 1a favorite quarterback of all time in Notre Dame. this dude might get a little jealous if I said he was my favorite quarterback of all time <laughs> Looking at the podcast. That's right Lee back there with us. before we let you go, Lee, just talk about you know once again, your thoughts about the team and how do, how do you think they're going to play this year in that backfield? And what it's looking like because it looks like Notre Dame is starting to stack that running back room like Lou Holtz used to have it back in the eighties and nineties.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really I'm really excited about this team. Um I I think that we're gonna simplify the offense a lot more uh so that guys can just be athletic. Like we've got some athletic guys. I think they're recruiting, recruiting better. Uh, from a standpoint of getting playmakers, um, I think this team is going to shock people with how physical they're going to be. Those running backs we got, I wouldn't want to be on the other side because they're coming at you, and they're coming at you, you know, not with just speed, but with power. Um, I, I, I predict that, if we do of the two big games that we have um I think we're gonna have a chance in both of them um I think this team is ready and and I think they're ready because the great thing about Marcus is those guys will run through a wall for him you know he's he's a great motivator and a t- and, and a leader of, of young men. And that's what you want in a head coach, and you can you can see it with these guys. Um, he's very very upfront with them, uh, so everybody knows their role. Um, on defense, you know what what Morrison did last season, outstanding. But once again, now we got some new younger guys that are coming up. Um, I really think we're gonna have a good season. And I think it's because we're just going to be more athletic out on the field.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, join all-time greats over in Ireland. Notre Dame Navy Week, August 21st through the 27th. Exclusive Global Tours. Go get your golfing packages, your non-golfing packages. ExclusiveGlobalTours.com. Lee Beckton, the great one. We appreciate you. Next time I'm in the bin, I have to make sure I rub shoulders with you and shake hands with you.
2: For sure. For sure.
1: And, and, and possibly play around with you. I'll, I'll I'll try to measure myself against you.
2: All right. We can do it. Just let I me need, know.
1: I need an artificial short game. I, <laughs> I, need, I need somebody to help me around the greens. Because <laughs> I can get to that green, but, man, I will go back and forth across that bass <laughs> Hey,
2: that's where you cut off strokes is around the green. Yeah, that's
1: right. yeah, that's right. So, Lee well, guys, thanks
2: for having me. Thank you. Uh, any time, just let me know. Um, great. Hey, you guys got a great show. Uh, I was actually loving it, you know, when I was backstage just listening to you guys go at it.
3: That's right. Uh,
2: but uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you. Once again, the great Lee Beckton joins us right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We appreciate him for joining us today. It was indeed our pleasure to have him on. That's right, so, man. man, so we did this for a purpose, right? People think we just, you know, go off for a purpose. No, no, no. This is why we started Lucky Lefty Podcast in the space of college football, sports, life, entertainment. Because we want to have a platform that would allow people from everywhere a space to voice their opinions and their thoughts. And then saying that, saying, oh, man, all right. I might not see it that way, but, man, I feel you. And every now and then, it's cool to tell somebody, yo, you bugging a little bit. So the discussion we had today was right on, you know, I think we don't want people ultimately to judge this Notre Dame team. That's in the process of getting to a national championship last year didn't go we didn't like it but it's not a failure it's only a failure if you don't accomplish your goal that's right right and ultimately left I'm on the left you're on the right of a conversation but that's what we both agree like, no, as long as you accomplish that goal, all the other stuff that led to it is part of the process, man. You know, and I don't care. I tell young people this because I work with them. Left, I'll tell anybody in life, man. Keep living. Just keep living. I don't care how many times you fall down. Keep living. I don't care how many mistakes you make. Keep living. Fulfill your purpose, man. It's never too late. keep living and I actually was extremely blessed to be honest because I felt like Giannis was coming from a place of gratefulness for even being in this position like he like dude when you come from where he came from it's like the dude went to Chick Fil A the day after winning that the championship. He's different. Bro. He's just built different. No, I agree with that. I he, think he's that, just built different, and, and I, was I was just, just pointing out. I, right, I hate. I hate. First of all, I think he did the best he could to answer the question because you could tell he
3: was irritated. He was irritated. The that's the whole. He was irritated, and that's why he, he said. Lost.
1: That's why you said a couple of times like not, I don't want to make it personal.
3: Uh, yeah, no, I don't make it personal. You you made it about the world and all this. And it, and it, that's where that's why I only draw the line because you're absolutely right. For a person to be grateful to even be considered the things he's considered. Yeah, that's yeah, that's dope. But this is the NBA. I think the gratefulness of getting to that stops after draft day because you was the number something draft pick. So yeah, that's where the gratefulness stops because now it's a job that has expectations. And I think a person that embodies that in the sense that, yeah, like when you lose, they're gonna ask you tough questions. And I think it's unfair to try to be worldly in all this bigger picture, not that important when the Milwaukee Bucks fans that love Giannis Want to know what happened. Yeah, oh, there's they, a lot. They know, they know because, what happened. Because it's a job, though. You know, Jimmy that's Bucket, all I'm saying. It's Jimmy a Bucket. job. They know yeah, what happened. Jimmy happens. Bucket's happened. They but, mean, Bucket but, they, but, but having the best player in the world on the number one team, and he he ain't leaving because he he, he want to be, you know, that guy. Don't fade to black on us. And cop, please, talking about I'm so grateful to – well, so see, that's that's, see, that's, that's, that's disingenuous left. to only speak it when the guy asked why you lost. Because if you won, you wouldn't be saying, man, I'm just grateful to just have a chance to dunk the basketball. No, you'd be like, yeah, we won. I'm glad we was number one seed, and we about to do it again next year. And, and, and that's fine if you're talking about next year, but you only spoke like that out of being upset because you didn't want to just react how you wanted to because you cared but don't act like you don't care when we know you care. If you was a Washington Wizards and, and you know, you want to talk about I'm just grateful to be in the NBA and, man, I, I was eating, you know, crickets and, and, and cockroaches and now I'm eating steak and lasagna. Yeah, because you're on the Wizards and y'all suck and you just grateful that you ain't getting fired. Okay, we appreciate that I can connect. But if you were the number one player because you're trying to be the number one player, you didn't go to the bucks and the win to the NBA you did this the best of the best nobody feels that's why I'm like when you get injured nobody feels bad for you as the players because we all trying to try to stay up here this is a part of the game losing is that's what he should have said losing is a part of the game he he said that and that's also failing to the the point of I know the expectation is me being the best player. If he didn't care about being the best player and wasn't trying to win MVPs and championships, then I agree with you, Sean. His answer
4: would apply to that. It would But you're trying
3: to be the best, you're trying to win MVPs. You're not going into the seat, like you said. If Alabama and Georgia are at this stage, we're winning, they were losing. Is that's that's, that's
1: that's that's the Milwaukee Bucks. That's, that's, what that's what it comes into play. Bucks, to that's exactly what I was saying earlier. It's context to this.
3: That's that's context. Now, when you're I speaking, great for this, think game, we right. got
1: to the point for Notre Dame for failure to be but there's you don't no think option. so?
3: No. No. Okay, no. okay. Maybe we not no, not, of, not right now. Maybe not in the sense of of us as a program, but for Marcus Freeman absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I mean his approach, I mean if you're a coach trying to build, then I mean yeah, that's the message, bro. But there Marcus Freeman realistically knows when he's going to be at his peak or when his roster is going to be at his peak. He knows when he's going to have the best chance to win a national championship. And at that point, once you win one, that changes everything. That's why I said the the, the years before Michael Jordan won a championship, man, you understand, as Bulls fans, we talk, bro, do, do you understand how bad it was as Bulls fans before Michael Jordan?
3: No, the fact real. that
1: we the fact that we made the playoffs was like heaven to lose in a game seven to the pistons. Like we it hurt, but we were like, man, woo, we we're one game away from the finals. Now, honestly, once they won, expectations like took off. Like, we're doing this every year. That's when the context of Failure is no option, but see, this is me. I never expect. I don't look as Milwaukee as
3: uh, winning three, four. I've never looked at their team like that. But you have to now because they got Giannis Antetokounmpo. He, That's all they have, though. I don't trust Chris Middleton. I, I don't. Think I think he's trash. Right? But they've done it twice. I have Remember respect
1: twice. for. I have respect for Drew. Yeah, I have a lot of respect for Drew.
3: Yeah
1: um i just man i respect and this is why that's once again this is why we created lucky lucky podcast in another name space to be able to spin it different and give a platform for fans to spend how they feel in the chat every day and keep the chat lit
3: do you this think that, why we do it do you think however though that marcus freeman or brian kelly feel felt more the pressure to win a championship I don't All think right. Brian Kelly really
1: thought he could win a championship. So really? If you, don't, if you don't think you can win one, you're not really committed to it. I think Marcus Freeman truly believes he can win a championship at Notre Dame. You think Coach Kelly didn't win in the 10 years to win I, one? I, I think it would have been nice if he Because if how he do you last
3: that one? long if you're not trying to? That's my question. How do you last 10 years last, not trying to Come on, something?
1: dude. We know too much about him from a recruiting standpoint. Especially the last three years of his regime, to know that he wasn't trying to
3: win a championship. Left, he wasn't trying. I mean, you can't say he wasn't trying because we was in the playoffs. We had an undefeated season in twenty eighteen. I mean, damn, he was pulling off some, and he went from four and eight to undefeated. That's some pretty crazy feats. In a, oh, in a, absolutely, but I mean, you're asking I me. Can't, I can't say he wasn't trying. I think that he wasn't. If you don't believe making it not about him, that's what the, I believe.
1: The man has flat out said, "I didn't think I could win a national championship at Notre Dame." In interviews, okay,
3: he what Okay, okay, okay. better question: What year do you think he? started? I don't think he began and started Notre Dame thinking like that. I think, like, what I, year after
1: after you all left? It was a wrap.
3: But they went undefeated, though. That's what. They yeah, so I mean, crazy.
1: but he he didn't believe. He didn't believe. Yeah, Like I said, the last three, the four years, the way he moved was probably a little bit different than he moved he definitely in 2012 moved different. to 2015. The people start saying
3: before. he was nice and he was hanging out with the players. He wasn't.
1: You know, it was, after that sixteen season when Jack Swarbrick forced him to do certain things, I think that's when he kind of backed off. Like, you
3: know what? But think about it, They forced him Marcus Freeman in, in, in a year and a half. That's why I'm like Marcus Freeman. Definitely views it as I have to win, and there's no failure right now, right now. Look, right, I just very say, second, right now, I don't think he thinks he can have another season anywhere close to last year, and 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 damn near he gotta just miss it if he if he doesn't think he can win it this year. Yeah, unfortunately,
1: I I just think that he. I think he got to a point man where he didn't he no longer really wanted to be here because i don't think things i think he thought he could change things at notre dame there
3: for 10 years probably right. yeah.
1: and when he saw that he didn't have that power you know and some of the things he wanted to change i'm right there with him Like i do think some things need to change you know I do think his heart was for winning the national championship. Heck, he's the dude who was in the game in 2012, in the playoffs twice. So, <clears throat> and pretty much had a squad that was able to do it in 15 if it wasn't for injury.
3: And that's, so, yeah, yeah shit. Sure.
1: But for Marcus Freeman, this is what I'm saying. Like, like saying failure is not an option for Sam Hart. Like Sam Hartman has to win a championship or his time in Notre Dame was a failure. I think Jack Cole's time in Notre Dame was a success. Uh, for Jack. I think it was a success for him. Yes,
3: yes, absolutely. Now, maybe it's a different trajectory for Sam Hartman. Well, Sam Hartman was slated to be drafted. Jack Cole was slated to be a backup. So we're supposed to have a better product out the gate. Jack Cone, everybody, Wisconsin was like, damn. Yeah. Y'all had that? Y'all can pull yeah. that out of me? Wake Forest is like, man, thank you, Sam. We're graduating you to the next level. Like <laughs>
1: so, what is the line? Like, we don't just you know sit up here and debate stuff on accident. Like, we had a purpose for this. And we think we're thankful for those of you that stuck around during the lead back to interview what is that line of demarcation for Notre Dame football in 2023
3: what is the line of what
1: is it a is it ten and two is it 11 and one
3: we got he's got to win two of the three big ones I think that's just where where it's at and and one of them has to be Ohio State It so that is, it's, the Bryan, it's the Kelly Bryant, it's the Kelly Bryant, uh Trevor Lawrence comparison. Mm. Kelly Bryant was 15 and 2, lost to Alabama and got replaced by the guy that could beat Alabama.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So
3: Tyler Buckner's not starting and is at Alabama now because he didn't beat Ohio State last year. That's why Sam Hartman is here. So Sam Hartman has to beat Ohio State. Because that's why he's here solely. If he can beat the other two, USC, Clemson, he's got to beat one of them too. But, I, you know, we can live with either one. But Ohio State will confirm, yes, this was the better move by getting him and letting Tyler go free, and we're comfortable with it. Because if not, I think Tyler could have been in all these games and we'd be in the same damn near spot. But you told Tyler you're getting better, so y'all have to prove to him we got better by beating Ohio State.
1: So I'm interested in Notre Dame fans. Even your comments after the show. What's failure? No championship for Notre Dame? Is that failure? Sam Hartman not being in New York for the Heisman. Is that failure? <clears throat> no wide receiver with more than 50 catches. Is that failure? Two running backs not having a thousand yards. Is that failure? Like what's failure for Notre Dame in 2023?
3: Failure for Notre Dame in 2023 is not winning two of those three big games period in the discussion for the regular season. Winning a championship, I think we agreed that Marcus Freeman probably feels like he's a year away or two and I and I think I can I can stick to that. But at the same time, I truly believe this the season Marcus Freeman wants to win is two of those three big games we got this year and it's the quarterback that we uh we believe that we got rid of the one four and that, you know, I think he's comfortable knowing that if we don't win, it's all right, because we bought a lease out with that one year quarterback to win these big games needed to add a confidence in the team that we can develop a franchise guy in the 24, 25 season that we can really get it done that I can put my mark on. He's probably like, Sam is more of like the, the Lamborghini you rent when you go to Miami, but you don't really got a Lamborghini, you know. Back at the crib, it's like, yeah, I can stunt with this Lamborghini, but it's not really mine. But when he goes back home to Cincinnati or go back home to Columbus, and he got his Honda, he wanna he wanna upgrade the Honda, and that Honda is Kenny Minchie and and CJ Carr. The regions really do mess
1: with your rental. <laughs> right you're right that is so true man that's so true like if you go to miami you have to have some type of convertible sports car
3: and that's sam hartman because we try to know? take the fast track to to get to to winning the games that give the program the confidence that the next two or three years we can really grab it and that you know having the lease that we had with sam hartman was a good program starter to develop these franchise guys cool that are naturally coming into the program that we're recruiting and, and is set up for uh, something that we really can pull off in a playoff system that I think we will be better structured for and, um, you know, these these guys that can trust Marcus Freeman, that he can develop these quarterbacks the right way.
1: Lucky Lefty Podcast. This whole thing made me think about my baby girl, bro. i never forget. She participated in the uh, the math bowl, the math bowl
3: when she was in fifth grade. The math bowl, math bowl, right? It's like this. Is that like the spelling bee but for math, right?
1: Yeah, you know, you have a team. This is like teams, though. Like they the get the top seven math. kids from each school in the district, and then you go on to state, whatever you know so she goes to the state tournament her first year and you know i come home you know she's on you know she's on her phone she's playing her wee i'm like man don't you have a math bowl coming up Don't you yeah. got a math bowl? and she's like yeah you know i just came from uh practice after school and I'm like, "Well, don't you think you need to put in some more work?" And she she's telling me she's telling me about everything the teacher said. Well, the teacher said if we did this and we did that, we'll be fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> so we go to the tournament and they start naming the teams that place, right? So they started sixth place. They named the school. They started fifth place. They name the school. They get all the way up to the first place, and they don't mention her school. She gets up. She runs to me, and she buries her head in my chest, and she's just sobbing, bro. She's sobbing. You know what I told her? You weren't good enough. You didn't put in the work. I said, do you really want to win this? She said, yes. I said, you got to put in the work. It's not just about at school, weekends, after school. If this is what you want to do, put in the work. I wasn't going to tell her she failed. I'm just like, yo, if this is your goal, like you said, left, then put in the requisite work. No, 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 no. I'm just telling you how I handled the situation. I'm not oh, debating right, right, right now. Right, 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 right. I do. I wasn't about, first of all, I wasn't about the pacifier. I was, I was about to tell her the truth, like, hey,
3: you didn't put in the work. I was trying in, to tell, okay, I was trying the, to tell you the, the whole time. Though, if she did, though, I think that's the that's the, that's the the good conversation. If she put in the work, she's number one in the area, she goes to the math boy and loses on the last surprising math problem. You're like, dang, I thought she would have known that, and she loses. Man, and you, she put you, in
1: the you know. work, though. You tip your darn cap, bro. You tip
3: your darn. You your, tip your you darn, darn cap,
1: man. You you know how many times I walked off of the basketball court knowing, like, we should have won that game.
3: We should have won that
1: game. But they beat us, like as much as the Milwaukee Bucks can feel disappointed being the number one seed, Miami, Jimmy Buckets, Miami. Jimmy Buckets beat them, dog. And
3: Jimmy Buckets beat them. Basically That's like, the answer. That's what you say. Them. That's what oh, you man. say. Don't talk about the world and talk about you know feeding the children. We like Jimmy Buckets was Jimmy Buckets, and we lost.
1: So I mean I think him and Eric Neem, who I know. Uh, oh, you
3: know, you know the dude. Yeah,
1: he's he's been a long time beat reporter for the Eric Neem, man. So Eric, you Eric, Eric Neem. him and Giannis, obviously. You know He said, yeah. that's all I
3: don't want to get personal, Eric.
1: But see, this is my thing. And I tell you this all the time. Eric did that on purpose. Of course. Because he was upset about not getting the answer he was supposed to get last year. Of, of course. So he asked him again this year. Like, you know, if you're around day to day, you're around these players, you know the answers you're going to get. You know.
3: Eric said, I'm, I'm trying to get this promotion, man. <laughs> I need to make this news. And you've been avoiding this question. He didn't. He done lost again now. I need to know. Man, Eric, congratulations great. to you, Eric, doing your job, man. He is
1: definitely front and center today. Do your job. Yeah. Oh, Truman, yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs>
1: Truman Theodore Dumel. What a player in the draft. What player in the draft do you want your NFL team to get most? What team is the best fit for our Notre Dame boys?
3: I think Michael Mayer should be at the Packers or the Cowboys because he just looks like it. <laughs> Uh, Jacksonville, we need to get a – I would like us to get a left tackle and maybe a linebacker. I think we need another linebacker. Um, Isaiah Fowski should go – he looks like a Rams type of uh, uh, defense and, you know, maybe he'll fall, he'll fall to, like, you know, the Chiefs or maybe end up with the Bears because of Notre Dame connection. Mm. But uh, – and then who else we be having to draft this year? Um
1: Jared Patterson will probably go third, fourth
3: round. He'll be at the Colts or some, somewhere like that.
1: And then Jason Adamiola will probably go late.
3: He'll be on the Lions or something for the Bengals.
1: The Bengals do like Notre Dame defensive players, though.
3: Khalid had a nice little career.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another super champion, Mike Nolan. Bobby Knight said, don't bore yourself. I think Tyler did, did this with the help of Tommy.
3: I mean, I just hope he can get on the field. You know, that's the the biggest question that Tyler probably wanted answered when he first got to Tuscaloosa yeah. was, is this going to be a struggle or not? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to go down here and do what I'm supposed to do? Y'all are you going to hold me up? But that tells you that they had that conversation with Sam the year before Sam got there.
1: Yep. Doma Wap, thanks for the super chat. Please know we admire your passion, misdirected though it might be, it's still a passion. Look, man, it is amazing every day that the chat is as lit as it is. We appreciate everybody for joining me in today. Spirited conversation. The great lead Beckton joined us tomorrow. Tomorrow, we have a special guest. Somebody that probably used to give left buckets. I'll leave it at that. Never. Used to give left buckets. You know what time it is. It's fine. Petty.
0: Petticoat.
1: Petty Junction Petty Stories of the Day brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com at Premium American Whiskey and Nora Albert M D says put the entire White Sox organization on the petty train. Yeah. They're pretty bad. They're definitely pretty bad. I want to put oh man. None other than Jimmy Buckets on the petty train that's right
5: about this team that you were sitting here now having defeated the number one seed getting ready for national television at madison square garden on saturday
0: don't we play on sunday
5: sunday i'm sorry
0: look All at right. you do you your job
5: thank
3: you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Bucket. get on, get on. <laughs> do your job bro <laughs> you know i ain't up here answering questions no reason
1: that guy said look at you Mm -mm. do your job and hub arkish bear supporter nfl reporter he was on a podcast yesterday and he left i'm setting it up this dude always has something slick to say about justin fields always just always something slick And he tries to hide his hand, like, well, I wasn't really saying anything, or I wasn't trying to be negative. But not only did he do that again, he threw Cole Komet under the bus. Check this out.
5: Extending Cole Komet then? You know, Sean, what do you think? I would think that they're going to want to try to extend him before the season. Uh, You know, (laughs) if they really want, if they like what they've seen from him and they want to lock him up, I think, I think a Cole Komet extension is, is kind of a no brainer. I would think that Cole Komet would, would love to, to continue to be a Chicago bear. Um, if you do go into the season, I mean, I feel like there's no reason to think that he would regress in that manner or that, you know, his, his touchdown numbers would, would uh, uh, be down again. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it did help that he had that hot streak in the middle of the season. What did he have? Five touchdowns in three games or something like that?
0: Yeah, uh, it,
5: it was, it was, was Cole Komet ever going to find the end zone again? And then all yeah. of a sudden he, you couldn't keep him out of it. But you know what, you know, those are still touchdowns. They're, they're all the same in the stat book. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, he finished with seven or eight or whatever it was. Um, I would think they're going to want to try to get something done before the season.
4: You know, guys, I- I hesitate because I'm not sure how to say what I'm about to say without (laughs) causing trouble. And I don't want to cause trouble. because There there is no trouble, but um, I have it from a, a, a number of sources that not everybody on the bears offense is convinced that Justin Fields is the answer. Not that they're negative about him. Not that they think, you know, that he's a bad football player. Not that they don't like him, not that his leadership, just that by the way he played this year, that they're not sure that, that, that he can be, you know, their franchise quarterback. And I have it from a really good source that one of those people may be Cole Komet, um, who felt that there were times when, you know, Fields just couldn't or didn't get him the ball. And and so, you know, if that's what he's thinking, um, you know, depending on what happens this year, if he's right or even if he's not right, but that's what he's thinking, it could make him a little harder to sign, um, you know, and, and it is worth noting that, you know, these guys are all people just like the rest of us, and they have their opinions too, you know, And and not everybody on the offense is convinced that they have their franchise quarterback yet.
3: Bro. I believe it. I believe it. You I might be right. It. I, think he, I that still think accurate.
1: I, I still think he threw Cole Komet under the bus
3: well I, he had to he had to speak on who he thought because it was it was it was kind it, it was obviously gonna get back to him but I think that that's a hundred percent accurate. I think that's the type of guy Cole is. whether it's good or not is or indifferent doesn't matter but I a hundred percent believe he said it, which you know in some aspects, They say it about Lamar right now, so so what? They'll say it about Jalen if he lose a couple receivers, you know. So they say about Malik Malik Willis and the rest of them. So I don't. Doesn't matter. They trying to make the Bears go to the playoffs next year anyway.
1: So we can we can put Cole Cabot on the petty train because Malik said he believes he said it. I believe it. And number two, Hub Arcus goes on the petty train because, dude, first of all, stop.
3: You drive Stop station. saying,
1: I'm not trying. It's not, it's not a problem. I don't want to start a problem. But you're starting but a problem. But, but it's not exactly.
3: And then and your then, name
1: drop. And then well, they're saying this, but it's not negative. It's not like they're saying he's a bad player. It's just man, so seasoned.
3: That's all. Shut up.
1: You're a clown, man you a clown that's why pfw folded and I don't want to go too far because he just recovered from some serious health issues so prayers out to him I hope you stay healthy but stop being a clown man you're at the end of your career you're at the end of your career you're a legend you're a hall of Fame voter well respected in the biz don't go out like this don't go out like the bitter old man don't do that
3: yeah that's the bitter old man though. Joe
1: lucky he left the podcast dude I, I dude, when I heard that hey now that I know you feel the way you feel about cold combat I'm like well
3: come on because good thing about a dude in that situation he ain't got nothing to lie about but also like it's like man, you could just you could just sense it. You could just probably feel like that would be an excuse for X, Y, Z because it's the easiest thing to point to. And you know, I mean, Mr. Right Biscay, now, all they said the same thing about Mr. Trubisky, because I mean, he wouldn't get you no touchdowns either. You can take a poll
1: of <laughs> all Bears fans at that same gas station.
3: At that same gas station, they probably said worse about Trubisky. Cole Kmet or Justin Fields.
1: And it's gonna be a landslide. Y'all can send Cole Komet back to South Bend immediately. Immediately. Dude is smelling himself, man. If that is indeed the case, that he said that. Now you know this is gonna get out. I'm looking forward to seeing how Justin Fields reacts to this. I'm looking he forward handle to well. well. He's gonna handle it well.
3: He's gonna handle it well.
1: I'm looking forward to seeing if the Bears draft a tight end tonight. Oh. I'm looking forward to a lot of stuff, bro.
3: Oh, the draft you know, will tonight, be crazy.
1: or like moving forward uh, tomorrow, rest of the weekend. Hey, everybody, enjoy the draft. I hope your NFL teams pick the guy that you want, and salute to the Notre Dame players. We hope they go early and as often as they can. for left, I'm Sean Davis. Have a great Thursday, but most of all, you got to make sure that you spend it different.